welcome back to Mindful Musings Podcast. I'm Linda Brooke. Um, I'm here today with my co-host, Barbara McKenzie, my co-creator. And we are going to do an inspirational source reading for you today and see how that speaks to you. So Barbara, what resource are we using today? Today we are going to pick from the Book of Runes from Ralph Bloom's book of runes so we have we have a i have a bag of 25 runes and i'm just putting my hand in and linda why don't you tell me when to stop oh barbara stop stop (laughs) so i was just touching um them and when i when i i pulled two out so um one is upside down and the other is right side up and and that matters but i i think we should just select one so i linda i'd like you to choose left or right uh oh let's do right brain okay (laughs) so the right rune is number 16 and its key name is growth and was it upright or? It's upright. Oh, okay. It is upright. Yes, it is. Um, number 16 is uh, page 98. And there are three keywords for this rune, which is name is Burkana. B-E-R-K-A-N-A. And the three words associated are growth, rebirth, and a birch tree. So it says, the rune of life process. Another of the cycle runes, Burkana, denotes that form of fertility that promotes growth, both symbolically and actually. The growth may occur in affairs of the world, family matters, one's relationship to oneself, or to the divine. This is a leading to rune, in that it leads to blossoming and ripening. What is called for here is going into things deeply with care and awareness. This rune is concerned with the power of influencing development and with the flow of beings into their new forms. Its action is gentle and penetrating and pervasive. First, disperse resistance, then accomplish the work. For this to happen, your will must be clear and controlled. In regard to the issue, which we didn't pick a, um, an intention really for today's pick, but it says, in regard to the issue, your motives must be correct. Any dark corners should be cleansed. This must be carried out diligently and sometimes with expert help. Modesty, fairness, patience, 
and generosity are called for here. Do you possess these virtues? Once resistance is dispersed and rectification carried out and seen to hold firm, then through steadfastness and right attitude, the blossoming can occur. Mm -hmm. Wow. So how's that speaking to you today, Barbara? Well, uh, I think in, in lieu of what's going on in the world these days, this is a calling to each of us to clean our house and take care of our soul. And I love that this book, which was published in 1982, first edition, um, lays out the virtues, which you and I are both, you know, we've invested decades into studying. And, it, and it, it names them. So that really stands out to me. And it, and it says, do you possess these virtues? Like, there's no, there's no monkeying around. It's, you know, it doesn't, it cuts right to the, the clarity of the point. It's like, do you possess these character traits? Is not as clear as do you possess these virtues? And, you know, I think to some degree, the, uh, the word virtue has been um, uh, vi villainized because of its associations over the years. So I really see what we're doing as, um, you know, its own kind of sweeping out of the dark corners because we're, we're bringing what we do with, with these parts of who we are, we're, we're bringing that out in a very tangible and day-to-day, -day, um, everyday way. You know, there's nothing magical, there's nothing um, mystical necessarily, although they're magical and mystical, <laughs> but... And, and I feel like, you know, we're in season two now of, of our podcast and it kind of feels like, um, you know, maybe there's growth and blossoming yet to come. And I, and I, um, I hold firm and steadfast to always have the right attitude. That's my intention for everything I do. So the blossoming can occur, not just for me, but uh, for what I feel my role is uh, for the rest of my life. Yeah. So that's how it's speaking to me. Thank you, Barbara. I'm, I'm hearing that great passion again that you have for the work that you do and the integration of the virtues into everyday um, 
how you approach it and, and your attitudes towards life and to, and to make it practical. It's not all um, woo-woo stuff, like the, the mm -hmm. recognition that uh, to own it, you know, to, to uh, the courage to come right out and say, yeah, I'm owning this and, and uh, to live it, to walk your talk, um, to make it live, make it alive mm. in, in your everyday commitments and activities and your service to humanity. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Linda. So what jumped out at you today? Well, the first thing that struck strikes me is is the uh, idea of it being connected to the birch tree. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So they're talking about the blooming and 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 the growth and um, and the process involved. And I grew up knowing another reference to the birch tree as being the widow maker. Um, I've never heard that. Yeah, because the top of the tree dies first. And so they have to be very careful when they're chopping it down. Um, because when people started chopping at the bottom, um, mm. if they, you know, weren't imagine. Off, the top falls off and, and lands on the person chopping the tree. Um, so it had the nickname, the Widowmaker. Um, at least, you know, in the parts of uh, Ontario, in, up near Halliburton, where uh, I became aware of that expression. So Halliburton, Ontario, yeah. And um, how important, again, that is part of the growth process in, in spiritual work, right? Um, you have to have the death of the old to prepare for the new. And, and so then the, the, the connection that they had with the virtues. Can you repeat the virtues that they said we need to have for me, please? Yeah. Modesty, patience, yeah. fairness, and generosity. Yeah. But it also says any dark corners should be cleansed. This must be carried out diligently. And so this is what I'm, I'm seeing in terms of the process that if we have these virtues, the modesty, the patience, the, um, sorry, can you? Fairness and generosity. And generosity, that those are really, really must-haves to let go of old thinkings, old beliefs, old ways of being in the world that are no longer serving us, mm. um, old processes that are no longer effective. So in order to create something new, one has to get to that place. So that means really the death of the old, yeah. right? And, and, and that paves the way for us to be able to move forward, um, to see things in a new way, to choose, make different choices, to be open. You know, to have the courage to create um, something new. So that's kind of how it's speaking to me today is, is the, uh, the connection between um, 
growth, you know, requires not just the, the, the creativity ha has to start with the ability to let go of something old, to let something die within us and have the acceptance to do that, to move forward. And that it can be a much more peaceful transition, but it does take diligence to go through the upsetting times when we want to hold on to what was um, and our fear might make it challenging for us to face going forward and accepting new things. So yeah, that's how it's speaking to me today. And, and as you said, um, the circumstances that we are in in 2020, um, you know, that started globally awareness, a global situation that uh, everyone's conscious of all around the world with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, it, it's really an opportunity. You know, it's really created an opportunity for us all to re-look, you know, re-examine um, and e experience changes. And it's an, an opportunity for us all to look at, oh gee, how do I respond to this? You know, am I willing to, whose voice do I listen to as I help myself deal with what is um, on a day-to-day -day basis? And uh, so it's, it's an opportunity for us all to really examine who we are and how we deal with life and how willing are we to be open to change, to newness, to guidance from others, whose voices do we listen to? Mm -hmm. um, what gets stirred up in us? Mm -hmm. You know, do we panic? Do we out of fear get, get uh, when that fear arises, you know, are we able to calm ourselves and come from rational places or do we react out of fear and anger and, you know, dig our heels in and say, well, I'm not wearing a mask or I'm not doing this. I'm going to go see who I want to see. Nobody can tell me what to do, that kind of response. And we're all capable of that in, at different times mm -hmm. um, to different stimuli. So it, it's an opportunity for us all to look and see and do some growth work. Absolutely. Yeah. Linda, I'm really hearing uh, the, <clears throat> the deep wisdom in recognizing uh, the flow and the ebb and uh, and and what what's happening in the world today mm. around uh, around these virtues: modesty, patience, fairness, and generosity. And I really hear uh, the deep caring that you carry with you always. Mm. And I thank you for the reference to the uh, ebb and flow, because you know this um, visual that we have going here. And uh, I've, I've had the bounty of living close to the ocean and now I live close to a great lake in Canada. Um, and just watching the waves ebb and flow and you never know what's going to come in on those waves. Mm -hmm. And you know, some days it's really peaceful calm and some days the power of that, it can throw boulders, you know, mm -hmm. 50 feet yeah. um, be pushed in 
with uh, with the waves and mm -hmm. and so with the tide, you know, we call it tides on the ocean. I don't think they do it here on the Great Lakes, but um, it's yeah again that that openness to you don't know, yeah. we don't know what the future is going to bring to us, and we don't know what that is going to result in um, having us to allow it to be taken away, you know, what, what will be taken away as mm -hmm. goes back out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think the other thing that's important to mention are the elements of nature that mm -hmm. exist and interact with us. Yeah. That have always been there. And we just aren't aware of the integration as of yet. We, I'm generalizing. Yeah, um, humanity. Yeah. Well, you know, and there's a lot of humanity that that recognizes. You know, there um, there are people who are drawn to the water. You and I are both people who, and I know many, 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 many people who are drawn to the water and spend a lot of time. Um, uh, playing and praying um, at the water but you know then then we have the moon and the the stars and all of that that you know you were talking about the tides and we know emotionally um, we are connected they've done studies they've watched uh, patterns of people they know the data on you know full moons and and what that does to uh people just generally so and and the fact that a birch tree is associated with Burkana is interesting too I think because you know uh, shamanically there are layers and layers and layers of integration with nature that we don't see recognize perceive understand or even think about it because we're so distracted with the day-to-day -day. but a birch tree you know it, it's been coming up for me and it's very uh symbolic to me in uh last year i had to create a regalia and i actually used birch to create a mask and a and a uh a, a, chest plate and yesterday a piece of property stood out to me so much because it had uh, five major kinds of trees on it but the birch trees were twice as high as everything else so when you were looking at the pictures of the acreage it it was bizarre looking because the birch trees stood so much taller, like double in height, so much taller than the pine trees, than the cedar, like than the maples, like any other tree that was on that property. It was very bizarre. So I love that it has shown up today. And I love and agree completely that that's where humanity is. We are all kind of in, in, we've turned internally. We've been forced to in this lockdown 
kind of isolate, which forces us to go within in a certain, to a certain degree. And lots of people have taken advantage of the time. They've gone into their yoga practice deeply. They've been working in the meditation. They've been doing their shadow work. They've been meeting in droves and meditating for days and um, and it is like we're preparing. And um, you know, the other thing I'm, I'm just hearing and I feel like it's important to say right now before I finish is you mentioned um, uh, the beginning of something means that there has to be a death of something. There has to be an ending. And I've, I may have said this before in other uh, places, but uh, change has three stages. And stage one is the end. Stage two is the chaos or the transition. And the third stage is the beginning where the growth happens and and forward movement happens. So just knowing that there are three stages to change for me is really helpful. So I hope it helps others too. Mm. The Viking Runes by Ralph Bloom. Great. Well, thank you for that. And um, you highlight the, the idea of the birch tree, you know, the significance of the birch tree. And, and another factor about the birch tree is how its bark is like layers of skin. Yes. And, can, and gets stripped off, stripped off as it's growing. So again, another aspect of growth and change is being willing to shed the old skin so to speak yes as we grow into the new skin so yeah wow and I, I, I just am so grateful that we take the time to do this and 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 i hope that the people who join us really enjoy it as well and see how many gifts we can get out of inspirational resources um, that just help us go into our own thinking, uh, mm -hmm. to go deeper into our own understanding um, based on what speaks to us. And, and, you know, it doesn't speak to any of us the same way, um, but by having these conversations with each other, it expands our ability to, to understand, you know, like having these these conversations with each other and being open to hearing how someone else's perceptions are different than mine and that that it broadens all of our understanding it helps awaken us to to other aspects of things that we may not see on our own mm -hmm. um, and so how important it is to be able to have these kinds of dialogues um, in places where it's safe to just share what your perception is without any fear that somebody's going to say, well, you're wrong. I don't see it that way. Right. Um, where we can just be open to being informed and sh sharing with detachment mm -hmm. um, and being detached from what other people share too. So again, being responsible for our own inner uh, 
state and our own inner ability, you know, to help strengthen that ability to hear others with detachment um, and openness. Mm -hmm. Open, being open to understand where other people are coming from, even if we don't always agree mm -hmm. on what we see. Yeah. It's, it's, we can always agree to disagree. Yeah. And that's uh, a great strength to have too. Well, and, and that, that uh, community, like that um, company creates unity in, in, in so many ways, community, um, creates unity and and I feel like that's what this rune is calling us to do um, because when we share these stories and create community in safe places um, it helps to disperse the um, resistance because when we feel alone in in our stuff in our darkness uh, you know we harbor it we hold it we don't want to talk about it. We hold it close to us. And when we can talk about it, as you say, in safe places where we're not being judged, where, where the stories aren't being compared, where we're not one-upping each other, yeah. then I, I do think that it helps to rectify um, our ability to hold steadfast and, and allow that blossoming to occur. That this rune is calling us to. So go forth and blossom. Yes. <laughs> and if you haven't subscribed already, oh, yes. you know what to do. Yes. So thank you for joining us today. Yeah. Be well, be safe, and be mindful. Take care. <laughs>